Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Ave Geeks podcast. I am Flight Corporal Jack Anderson, here with Flight Corporal Nadim Elgazar. Hello, everyone. And Flight Corporal Aiden Paul. How are you doing? As always, we are going to be your hosts. So let's take a look at what the topic for this week's episode is going to be. Ah, it's an interesting one. How has the aviation industry struggled through the pandemic? Now, this one is a very good one because it really focuses on more recent events. All the other topics have been, well, sort of past events that we've researched on, historical stuff. But now we're focusing on something that's happening right now. So an important thing to talk about before we talk about the pandemic and how it's affected the industry is to talk about the industry before the pandemic and what that was like. So pretty much there's no better time in history to become a pilot. There's actually been for the last, I'd say maybe five, 10 years, been a massive shortage of pilots. Uh, Some companies have been short uh, about 500 pilots. So if you wanted to be a pilot, there's a very good chance that you get in at a major airline somewhere in the world. This has even been affecting the really big companies like Emirates, which pays its pilots probably one of the highest salaries anywhere in the world. So that really shows you how bad the issue is. I remember about maybe 20, 30 years ago, it's not really I remember, but I've been told this by pilots, they would have to work at a smaller airline in some random place high up in the Arctic, where actually my dad was a pilot, he had to go fly high up in the Arctic until he had enough hours to get on with one of the big airlines. Now there's been some of his co-pilots They have been like straight out of college and boom, instantly they're on a big airplane at a big airline. Yeah, that's, that's quite different than quite a while ago. And 2019 was probably a golden year in aviation. Despite the grounding of the 737 MAX 8 uh, situation, Air Canada generated record revenues in excess of uh, $19 billion Uh, and the 737 MAX 8 was 25% of their narrow body aircraft fleet. So the fact that they were able to pull that off is uh, quite astounding. Yeah, it's truly amazing. So without further ado, let's get into what happened with the pandemic. Obviously, there's been more restrictions. People are staying at home. They're not traveling internationally. And well, in, uh, there are certain you're situations. You're not supposed to travel internationally yet. <laughs> But pretty much international travel has gone down to maybe 2% of what it was pre-COVID levels. And um, if you're in a place like Canada or the United States, where they're divided into provinces and states, then usually you're not supposed to, in Canada right now, you're not allowed to travel between the provinces. In America, I don't believe there's any such restrictions, but I may be wrong about that. Um, so yeah, even even domestic travel is going down very rapidly. And you can see this in the stocks, the stocks for Boeing, Air Canada, and some other major companies like Airbus too. They've all been plummeting. It's because no one's flying, no one's needing to buy a new aircraft. You can't afford to buy aircraft when you have no barely any money coming in. Yeah, that's very difficult. Um, in fact, a lot of companies have been retiring their aircraft, like Emirates Air retired a massive amount of their A380s, and that's one aircraft that they're famous for having a lot of. So that really shows you how desperate this is getting. Even Airbus, they discontinued the A380 a few months ago. The last A380 ever was built, which really shows you 
this is getting serious. Mm-hmm. And this all started last March, like January and February weren't a huge deal. Like there was travel restrictions from China. And that was pretty much it. Nothing really was different. And all of a sudden Jan- uh, March came around and travel just, you could see like just how the markets were going and all of a sudden travel just like dropped tremendously. And people usually talk about how long, uh, sorry, uh, personal businesses struggled and family owned businesses, but there is one big industry that struggled big time. And that was the aviation industry. So. Yeah. And that's because pretty much every other business you can do it online, but you can't really fly a plane online. You can't have passengers moved around online. The only thing that has kept these airlines alive is cargo because now there's so much cargo being moved. People are ordering things like crazy. They have to ship the vaccines and PPE. So Actually, a lot of airlines have been uh, taking their passenger planes and converting them into cargo planes. So there are some areas where it's staying the same, but it's not really that good. Because if you're looking at a major airline like Air Canada, probably about 90% of its money comes from passenger services. It does mostly passenger services. So to just suddenly switch everything over to cargo is really hard, especially considering there's already some major companies in the cargo business like FedEx, DHL, UPS. Like if you're trying to go up against a massive company like that that's already been established in cargo, it's going to be so hard to do. And especially to make a steady income off of that, that's it's really challenging. Yeah. And also alongside that, the airline reported a total revenues of $757 million in the third quarter. That represents an 86% drop from last year when they made $4.7 billion in revenues in in the same time period. And Air Canada also had to lay off nearly half of its workforce throughout the pandemic. But on a semi-positive note, many were temporary, so will have their jobs eventually, but that might take a while, seeming how how long this will take to recover, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, and... um... Pretty much what happened when the pandemic started was the pilots and the ground crews, all the employees are pretty much shifted into two major groups. The first group is the layoffs, people getting fired, they don't have a job anymore. And that's a really bad group to be in. The other half is they would stay at home, but since the company wants to retain its pilots for afterwards, they would um, they'd pay them the normal salary just to stay at home. So there have been quite a few pilots with that where they get paid to stay at home. The problem is, though, you only really get that if you're very senior in the company. Like uh, if you've been working at a major airline for a few years, that's when you're safe. You're going to be paid to stay at home. If you're brand new, like you just started flying, there's a very good chance you're going to get laid off. Yeah, that's it's a hard decision to make, and I can only imagine being part of that group, but. Yeah, people are saying that, oh, these companies, they're they're so heartless. They're firing all these employees in a hard time. You have to understand that in order to pay employees, you have to have money. And if they're not flying, they're not making money. Like, sure, they're making a lot of money, but compared to what they were making before, that's practically nothing. And they have so many employees to pay. And it's not just people in Canada that they pay for. They have... Um, gate agents and ground crews all over the world that still need to be paid. I'm willing to bet a lot of the international employees were probably the first ones to get laid off, but 
there still might be a few, but you still have to understand it's a major organization. And in order to pay for all the benefits, all the pensions, all the salaries, that takes millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And the air, the air, sorry, the aircraft industry is what facilitates tourism, air transport, which helps, uh, econ- helps generate economic growth. And, you know, and this is a major, Air Canada is a pretty big uh, airliner and we still have WestJet and all these companies in Canada. And they, they're, they contribute quite a bit to our economy. So this also really affected uh, the Canadian economy this year as well. Yeah, and um, this actually happened just a couple of days ago. Um, I saw it on the news, actually. WestJet, they laid off, uh, I believe it was about a third of their employees and grounded most of their aircraft. That's a major thing. They were the second biggest airline in Canada. So that's that's not like just uh, a blink of the eye. Like you can say, oh, that's no small thing. That is a very big deal. That's hundreds of thousands of people's jobs. Um, it's tough. Not only that, but it affects tourism. Like um, in major cities, for example, um, WestJet's based out in Calgary or Edmonton, one of those two. Not, I'm not remembering right now, but... Somewhere in Alberta. Yeah, the two of those cities are going to lose a massive amount of their tourism because the airlines aren't flying there as much recently. I mean, COVID is also going to have a big impact on that, but the airlines going under, it's not a it's not a small thing. It affects more than just the pilots and the airports. It can affect entire economies. Like you just said, it affected the Canadian economy. Yeah. And not just like, not just the economy of say, just one province, one state of a country. Many, many countries rely on tourism as their, as their one of their primary sources of income for the country. If they lose that countries like say, um, countries like Cuba, yeah, Cuba, Ecuador, they'd be screwed. Mm-hmm. And can, Canada isn't huge on tourism. Like we have tourism, but it's not. It's, it's not limited to Montreal. Yeah. Like yeah. Montreal, Toronto. But then again, it's not. It's still affected our economy because uh, I remember Air Canada a few months ago. They had to like remove certain routes from certain places, and that's like people can't even get from some place to another place now just because of this and they can't have their jobs anymore. And that's, and that's, and that depends on sometimes the uh, air travel industry. Right. Um, Well, I think another important thing to look at when we're looking at companies getting shut down and going bankrupt is the budget airlines. So far we've only talked about major airlines and how they've had to lay off employees. There's many budget airlines that have gone under completely. You see this mostly in Europe, actually, where a large portion of Europe's income comes from tourism because it's uh, it has lots of really old places, lots of very famous tourist destinations. So a lot of their income is based around tourism. Well, when you can't go anywhere, that's really going to screw up the economy. That's really going to screw over a lot of airlines. And I believe in just the last five years alone, So this was actually happening before the pandemic, but there were quite a few airlines in Europe that went under, like um, uh, one of the Polish airlines and one of the Scandinavian airlines went under. I'm forgetting which two, but there were definitely two airlines that went under just before COVID-19 hit. So it isn't just because of COVID-19 that airlines are going under, but 
it's like punching them while they're down. You know, it's just going to make things a whole lot worse. I mean, that wasn't necessarily the case for the big ones like Air Canada. Like they were doing pretty well, but some smaller airlines were already struggling. And now they just like, it sunk them completely. And in total, the federal government spent $1.4 billion helping Canadian Airlines pay up to 75% of employee wages during the pandemic. And, but again, that's Air Canada and WestJet are very big airline companies. So that, I mean, the, the economy already struggled, so, but it's still, it's not enough for a lot for these big companies. Yeah, I think another thing to look at is there's been a lot more companies retiring their bigger airplanes. Like you saw recently, Qantas, they just retired their 747. That's a pretty big deal considering that was one of their major airplanes. And it has been for the past, what, like 10, 20 years. So them putting down and scrapping one of their biggest planes, that's that's definitely going to hurt the economy. Um. And I think we need to look at what's going to happen after this pandemic is over, because I think that this is going to have long lasting impacts on it for a very, very long time. Um, it's going to depend on the vaccine as well. This is many healthcare professionals are saying that how this is going to end is from the, uh, the two vaccines that are out and some more are coming. But as of now, the main two are the Pfizer BioNTech and the Moderna vaccine. And even uh, some officials in Canada say that all Canadians who want to get a shot will have one by September, but it's still going to be a struggle from now to September. And uh, they're expecting a full recovery the next three years or so. And that may be better or maybe worse. We, there is an expectance of higher air travel uh, after September, as everyone, most people who wanted a vaccine will get one. So more travel that will co- result in more travel as people are like a lot of them are desperate to travel now. So, well, I think um, another thing to look at here is that after this, people are definitely going to be scared to travel. They're going to be scared to get into a really tight space with about 150 other random people they've never met before. I honestly have to admit, I don't think I'd be willing to fly for a few years after this. I mean. You don't know where those people have been. You don't know who they've talked to, what they've done. I honestly wouldn't trust them at all. Which is why I think after, uh, you know, when the numbers are low and a lot of people have been vaccinated, I think airliners and countries will probably mandate like vaccination if you want to enter the country because you can't, that was the, I think that was a very big problem when it came to outbreaks starting in Canada and our numbers driving up. But then again, the, we can't, we couldn't really block travel from every country in the world. It was already March break. So to ban travel, it would be like very, uh, it would be a very insane time. So. Yeah. And I think that's going to be another thing when the airlines do eventually come back, there's going to be travel restrictions to a lot of major destinations like um, China was a pretty big destination. Um, Japan, a lot of East Asian destinations, they've been hit the hardest by this. And they're one of the biggest ones. The United States too. The United States has been getting hammered by this. And quite a lot of our flights from Air Canada and WestJet flew to United States destinations. Yeah. So and I think this is this uh, 
mandation by the government to have a negative test is really good because we have a lot of flights coming in from the United States and we're very close allies with them. And the fact that people could still just keep flying in, yeah, they still have to quarantine, but where are they between the airport and where they're quarantining? It could infect, it could still infect people. So I think this was a good move, but I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, it's definitely going to have a major impact on the airlines and definitely the world economy after this. For example, I think Boeing too, they've probably had to lay off thousands of employees and they're, they're one of the biggest employers in the state of Washington. So that's definitely going to impact their economy too, Washington state's economy. Sad. And it is sad. This yes. is a, this is a episode that unfortunately it, because we're just in 2020 just finished. So I think it was a good thing to uh, have this episode and to discuss it. So. Yes, it's definitely going to be impacted by everyone's decisions in this. You need to stay at home. You need to quarantine all that. When the vaccine comes out, got to get vaccinated or else there's a very good chance that a lot more airlines will go under. And well, that pretty much wraps up our time for tonight. But before we go, we'd like to talk about the sponsor of this podcast, the 102 Squadron Cookbook. So us three are actually on the committee that makes the cookbook. So we have seen a lot of stuff that goes into this. There's a lot of people who have been working very hard for the past few months to work on this. Um, So pre-orders are going to be coming up in the next, we believe, month or so. So look out for those there's going to be a lot of announcements about those all the proceeds from this are going straight into the 102 squadron air cadet program and this will be our main fundraiser because we didn't get to do tagging this year yeah and it's not just going to be recipes in this book it's going to be more stuff there's going to be um letters there's going to be stories from camps on there it's really going to tell a very good story about our squadron so almost every cadet sent in a recipe There were even officers and staff members who sent in recipes. We've all been working so hard over the last few months to put this in. Please order a copy of it when it comes out. All right. And you'll have a chance to win a prize. Yes, there is a chance to win a prize. Thank you and goodbye. Have a good day, everyone.